Sit back, relax. It's a musical chat. We can all get along if we just sing this song. This verse is that. Hello, and welcome back into another edition of This Versus That, where we break down today's music, yesterday's music, and anything in between. What it was like, what happened, what it's like now. This is your host, Mr. Michael Leopold. And that, my friends, is your other host, Mr. Bill Forness. TVT. We like acronyms around here. <laughs> TVT. Hey, uh, this was a great week for matchups. This was um, this was bands that started one way, morphed into another via either firing some folks, unfortunate uh, demises. It can happen. Yeah, it can happen. And this was just a few. I mean, because there there are so many stories of these things, but these were these were some. We'll probably end up redoing this one again yeah. with another five uh, or another ten group. How do you say that? Another five it, with the other. Yeah, five be about about in. ten. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> ten, but ten th- bands, but there's plenty to to go through because the bands evolve, yeah. and because they're forced to, you know, whether artistic differences or d- untimely deaths or or whatever, they have to evolve into the next stage if they're going to keep that together. Especially if there's something special there, which I think all these bands had right. that that became something significant out of something that caught fire but didn't have what it right. took to kind of and no one wants it. to become um non-relevant right you know they want to stay relevant and sometimes they got to try again maybe they get some push from the record label maybe fans or something hey you you right. you're still relevant keep going right sometimes it works out sometimes it don't hey let's get with this first one where it did uh joy division or what it became later is a band called the new order Correct. I I actually think that's funny that you said that when they first did adopt that new name, they called the New Order, and then they dropped that the because there was some connotation of some right wing, um, right. you know, Nazi stuff potentially, right. and that was not their <laughs> not their intention. Right. But uh, and I have it written as New Order, but I remember it being the, the New, new order. order. I yeah. remember it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they kind of you know. It, it, in, in deference to the their, their former lead singer, Ian Curtis, who was the lead singer of Joy Division, and he was much more gothy, more um, yeah. post-punk kind of vibe. You know, so you, you've got the Sex Pistols and the Clash and, and, and that call coming in this late 70s when Joy Division comes out. And they're kind of taking... A, a little bit another another route so it, it, it's got like this dancey but moody emo kind of vibe with his yeah. more dark goth lyrics yeah. and and he he was struggling with depression he was yeah, you know struggling with drinking to me it did not if, if not he, like new order no definitely not but you can hear some stuff when they in there later like if you hear um last transmission and um god what's the other one that I, it, it's right on the tip of my tongue and I can't even say it but like I can hear the beginnings a ceremony was one that actually New Order ended up doing as well their own version of it but ceremony was one that was when they were kind of leaning more toward that dancey crowd and it, it actually led to a movie if you heard called 24 hour party people if you ever get a chance to watch that that's a trip it's a mm-hmm. kind of loosely autobiographical about the whole 
Ian Curtis death and them oh. becoming New Order and this whole music scene that started to come out of Manchester, you know, in, in that area of, of uh, the UK. But, you know, it's funny. New Order definitely became lighter, more airy, more dancey. It, it, but you could still hear guitar riffs and especially the bass lines from Peter Hook, who was in both bands that uh, deliver on that um, on that transition, I guess. And and I think long term, they probably went to a better place. They certainly have had an unbelievable career. They just wrapped up a or are in the process of wrapping up in October a North American tour, their first one in I don't know how long with the Pet Shop Boys opening for them, and uh, would have loved to have gone out to uh, the Hollywood Bowl to see them. But for me, the origin. There's something about um, Ian Curtis and that sound that that I can still hear traces of the ghosts almost uh, of it that I still love. And um, while I don't think uh, I'm in the popular opinion, I'm gonna say Joy Division kind of oh. pulls at my yeah. at my musician. Love interest as right. opposed to dance. I love to dance a new order, and it was my college days, and without a doubt, big impact on me musically. But I, I, I like the original. Yeah, cause the 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 audience here definitely. I mean, it was fairly overwhelming. Yeah, new order. But I think new order definitely was the more. I mean. Uh, look, Gina Hart said, "Love New Order." Don't know who the other band is, right? <laughs> so that's what happened, right? Or then you got Rex Torbert who said, uh, "Totally unfair." So you got both ends of that spectrum, right? Right. This is unfair to yeah. a degree. It is because yeah. it's it's the same, but it's different it's, circumstances. Right. And they're both great in their own right. That's the the cool thing about this particular one was both of them were really good bands. Had had Ian Curtis remained alive and they stayed and evolved, would they have become New Order like New Order is today? Probably not. Probably not. But they would have evolved in their own way. And and what I liked about I think what I is the edge. Like New Order is is it's not edgy no and i'm not right. saying that to to dismiss because they were in alternative music and that alone is edgy but inside their own genre they were not where ian curtis and joy division certainly were edgy they were right. a little darker a little and that kind of that pulls at something in me i got you you know well i i, I can't go with i so i researched some of joy division's music i honestly just didn't know nothing about them i knew much more about new order Mm-hmm. Um, now and and so where I'll just stand with this, which uh, is much more on lies in the fact of New Order to me had the the better melodies, the hooks. Yes, uh, Joy Division was more. When we say alternative, and there's a lot of different definitions of that word, mm-hmm. and you could throw a lot of different bands in that mix. Some of the issues I have with alternative is sometimes that also means alternative to having good melodies, good hooks. You know, it kind of gets on the obscure side, which is cool. Right. It's cool and it's good. And there's a place for that. When it comes to these two right here, I'm glad that they did what they did in New Order because I think a lot of people enjoy it. I, I enjoyed more of that melody than Love Will Tear Us Apart. That's the other song that I know that was pretty big by. Um Joy that, Division that had a that had a, had a hook yeah had a hook that exactly a hook. see and I didn't I didn't even realize that that was yeah. Joy Division yeah 
So, but that that's a hook. But, but and that's why I said you could see them starting to evolve, and before because those were the the songs right before he died. You know, the earlier stuff was very post punk. You know what I mean? What you're talking about? We're not very melodic, right? You know, but you could start to see him growing. You know, so he and, could, he could have been in one of our past episodes on the uh, uh, gone oh, too gone soon, too right? soon, right? Yeah. For sure. And he, he always had a different voice than um, Sumner, you know, who Bernard Sumner, who is now the, the lead singer for New Order. Um, totally different vibe, which changed the, the sound, you right. know. And, and But Peter Hook, those bass lines that New Order is famous for, you know, that that, that whole era, like The Cure has similar, you know, you yeah, can see some right. very similar sounds coming out of those guys. But uh, yeah. no, that, that, that was a great, I thought that was a good one to start with for the week, for sure. All right. Next, we had uh, Camper Van or Cracker. Yeah, Camper Van, Beethoven, or Cracker. Dave Lowry, the obvious leader of both bands and, and the, the creative kind of push uh, for both these bands, obviously fell in love with Camper Van, Beethoven down in Mizzou. Man, they played the Blue Note when I was at Mizzou once a semester for at least two years while I was there. And all my fraternity brothers, we were big Blue Noters and uh, – used to go and see these guys they had an interesting eclectic sound i i don't think that they had completely figured out who they were but they had mm -hmm. that gal on the violin yeah. that gave them a certain there's almost like a folksiness yeah. amidst a little bit of ska and a little bit of country twangy yeah. and rock and roll you know so it was kind of this melting pot of indie music yeah it gave me an indie jam band feel almost yeah like it, for sure, yeah, they I, could go off. I watched that whole. There's a there's a video on YouTube of them at Mississippi Nights. Oh, nice! And Great there's venue. An, an entire concert that was shot there, and uh, and that's exactly what I got from. To me, it's it's really different. Cracker and Camper Van are very different. Yeah, so Cracker then comes along, right? The Camper shuts down that for whatever reason they they can't go on together. That's usually artistic differences or somebody leaves and wants yep. to do something else or is not feeling it yeah. so not enough money right <laughs> so lowry you know gets his thing on and i think this is where he finds a stride you know he kind of starts to recognize who he is and and what his sound is and they start to deliver um that first album that they dropped um with happy birthday and um um teenage oh what was that called um Teen Angst, I think it, it was called. Yeah, mm. that first hit off that. I remember the point when the point first started in St. Right. Louis that this album was right on the heels of that. And, man, I was into it and really glad because I loved Lowry's voice. I thought he had a good way about it. And he's kind of funny. You know what I mean? He, he can be tongue-in-cheek when he sings uh, some of the lyrics and the, and, right. and the stuff he writes. And yeah. then, um, you know, you go to uh, Low yeah, and Euro Trash Girl. Yeah, the yeah. guitar playing in Euro Trash Girl is some of my favorite stretches of guitar solos. It just it hits me in a place. I just close my eyes and just I it, I know every lick. I I can't play it, but I know every note in in my head like verbatim. You know if, if that even can be a thing yeah. <laughs> with music. Um, it just I I know where that song's going. That that song was fantastic. It was funny. My kids. Would, would they were little when I was jamming that that album and that was like a hidden track you know it was like number 69 on a on a CD I, I remember when 15. that was that was the big thing that was the a thing right track, the hidden track right yeah and my kids cool. thought it was you're a trash girl not euro 
you're a trash girl. <laughs> and they would sing that, and I would just crack up. You're a I'd trash girl. You're a trash I'll never girl. listen to that song the same. <laughs> oh, my God. That's planted. It is hilarious. Uh, who do you hilarious. got? I mean, what is what? You know, I mean, you saw Camper Van Life. It, it's so seen? funny. So many of my fraternity brothers are in this thing, <laughs> and they're loving on Camper. And I do. I have Fatima, mm. take the skinheads bowling. But for me, I, I think Cracker's my jam. I think Cracker is, is is where I where I like to live with Dave Lowry. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I like I said, I watched the whole thing. I haven't seen them live. Um, neither band. But I did watch that, and then I watched some of Cracker's live. And I already knew Cracker's music. I've mm-hmm. grown up listening to that stuff in the 90s. And um, so I got to go with that. I think it has a lot to do with tones, sounds. Uh, we had a discussion about maybe Camper Van could, was still sort of like the, the trial period. Yeah. We're going to try these different things out. We're going to see what... What is going to make this work? Eventually, I think we see that uh, the elimination of some members one way or the other. Cracker comes. Now you got some, uh, maybe they got a producer who said, look, we need to uh, guitar tone this thing. This needs to be in the front. Let's get some strong songs. What do we got lyrically? And then boom, boom, bang, there you go, and you start yeah. to get some really good cuts. I go cracker. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on on that overall. I I just you know, and you could hear Ia Fatima take the skinheads bowling. That those were moving more like cracker anyway. That that sounded like you could have put those songs on a cracker album, the early one, you know, and 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 it would have been an easy transition. Whereas opposed to Matchstick Men and and a few of those other ones with that heavy violin and 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 stuff, it, it just. Right. It was cool. I, it was cool, but it was just out there. You know, it, it was um, not as tight. Yeah. All right. And it looked like, I mean, from what I see, only by one did Cracker split win. right down the middle. I almost mean, pretty yeah. much split down yeah. the middle. Not surprised. Okay. And next we got Yaz or Erasure. This one got a lot of play. I mean, at least on on yep. on you know mine. I I was people came to play on this one, and and you know Yaz was uh, coming out uh, in the early '80s um, before I got to college. I was probably you know still in uh, hell. I was it was before I was in high school or just getting into high school when when um, Situation came out and uh, Only You. And I probably didn't even hear these guys until my older sister, Ellen, came back from Mizzou. She's five years older than me and brought Yaz back. Yeah, that was kind of cool having older sisters bringing music that your friends had never heard back to the house and and starting to introduce them. You know, I I got introduced to so much, but Yaz was one that was playing in my household when I was pretty young um, coming up. And so dig them. Loved Erasure when I got to Mizzou. They were they were definitely um, all over our mixtapes at the parties we'd throw at our house. And um, it, it it was it drew girls in. I mean, big time for dancing at, at the house. And we had great mixtapes at, at at the house down at Mizzou. And uh, Erasure was all over it. And so it was New Order, to to as a matter of fact. But I think Allison Moyer for me is the difference. Allison Moyer in Yaz has a voice that can do so much and it's deep and it's rich and it's um strong 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she can sing anything just about. And I know you 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 were sharing some stuff. I'm looking forward to you you talking about uh, how you felt about the difference. But uh, I got to go with Yaz on this one. Um, yeah. I, I I just really think that overall they were they were more dynamic. I do too. I I her voice is basically the the point for me. And um and and actually and they did win uh by you know. They had an extra ten votes. It looks like uh, over Erasure, and uh, and I think it's her. I think it's her voice. I think you said it just right. She could do some things, and one of the things I noticed uh, was how she could be singing these operatic style lines and then stop and almost talk uh, a part of a verse and then end it out with another part of this operatic sort of singing voice. Yeah. That's uh that's not easy stuff to do. It sounded neat, mm-hmm. especially with that that type of music going on in the background, which sometimes to me um and not to throw it under the bus, but sometimes you could have pictured it in a uh uh you know, a Nintendo 64 Zelda game. Right you know, on. it's like <laughs> What's going on here? This sounds like a, you know. You know, in the 80s, there almost seemed to be a formula. I know. Right? Like, if you listen to soundtracks for movies and different things, I know you brought this up. Yeah, that's right. But, like, there's this almost where you got to have a saxophone and a synthesizer. (laughs) Yeah, right. right? That's and 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 maybe lot. those those kind of drum those funky the, drums the that came out drums yeah, yeah the right? electric drums right uh-huh. and, and so forth so they were one of the leaders out the gate I think with this stuff that a lot of people started to copy that gave the sound almost like you could do a lot of just um, instrumental versions of the music that they were making and drop it in the background yep. of any movie on, on a montage scene or a or hustle and bustle scene in the in the city modern day giving it that new wave kind of flair right you know and that's the thing so i i i have a the the song situation which has that that synth keyboard going on and i, I and i heard that and thought oh man they must have ripped that off from uh the the beverly hills the cop. beverly hills cop <laughs> Sort of that thing that like flows throughout the entire movie. That whole yeah, dun, whenever Axel dun, Foley's dun, dun, moving dun, dun, around, dun, right, dun, dun, dun. right, when and, they're on the case, right, and it kind of sounded like that. And I thought, oh, that's a ripoff. Wrong. And I and I I used to play uh, in a variety group called Seabox Profits, two thousand six through you know whatever two thousand nine, and I used to be the opener for the dueling pianists at the jive and whale in maplewood missouri right and in st <laughs> peter's missouri and there was a guy on that circuit and he was uh uh his name was richard and i can't remember his last name but he wrote that oh he really wrote that for beverly hills cop that was his big claim to fame and then he went on to he started to be a, a circuit dueling pianist uh during that time which make really good money doing that sort of thing so maybe he richard but, was listening to some yaz well, when I he thought got it was inspired the other way yeah. Out. yeah and it turns out that that's 82 right beverly hills cop doesn't come out to 84 right. so he's probably writing that sometime in 83 or somewhere in there there's there's gonna be a blurred line in there somewhere but yeah that's that's a, some interesting stuff i i dig it that's funny that you mentioned blurred lines. That right, uh, blurred lines. Right. I, I did. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's another ripoff song, right? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, 
All right, so um, so I think we got I think we got the clear cut, and I think we both agree. So real quick, palate cleanser. You threw another great meme up because you were inspired, I think, by the cracker I'm and the camper van page. Camper van watching about the Mississippi, Mississippi nights. Yeah. So you threw up Mississippi nights. I did. Who'd you see there? You know, who did and, you see at Mississippi nights? Right. And Boy, a lot of people oh, saw some folks. They came strong. They? It's funny. I, so I threw it on on my Facebook page, and I tried to get the local flavor. I wanted to get you know because my wife and I used to hit that place every weekend when we were dating that was our spot i was even under 21 <laughs> you know getting in that place yeah. and uh we would go see the unconscious oh, and we yeah. would go see um big fun big and fun, we would yeah. see um who else fragile porcelain mice the eyes uh, which became pale divine and the lead guitars for pale divine went on to play with the psychedelic furs and then know, guns and roses and then guns and roses that's mm-hmm. right guns yeah. and roses um so there's so many great memories there and then everybody just kind of weighed in with you know the chili peppers and rem and the smithereens and, and midnight oil and, and yeah. just endless that place was so money it had it, it had that perfect I think the capacity was around 850. So, okay. I mean, what a perfect way to pack people in and have that perfect energy because it's not so big to where you feel removed because almost anywhere in there, you you felt like you were right, right there. there with them. Yes. Uh, I remember watching Sunvolt, Sunvolt from all the way in the back and just feeling like I was sitting on stage with, with Jay Farrar. I mean, you know, yeah. it was powerful i saw i too many bands to uh too many bands probably my favorite one there though was faith no more and that was a really good show um but i performed there as well a handful of times and even recorded a live album there with uh a band in the 90s i was with called clear glass religion Nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's um, New World Spirits. That I played a show there yeah. with New World Spirits. Um, you know, the, the, there's just so many great local bands. And, and, you know, there's a bunch of guys that used to play in those bands that have all gotten together and started a band called the John Hughes Experience. Oh, yeah. With Kevin Gagnapain and, yeah. and those boys. And the Michael Lee of the Eyes. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. And, and they are amazing. You've I mean, seen them. I've seen them live. Yeah, I, I saw I them out in St. Charles them, right? at the, the Diamond Hall, that oh, yeah, new yeah. place out there. And, um, you know, it's not a bad venue. I, I don't get out to St. Charles for much, but I'll go see those guys, you know. And uh, do yourself a favor. Check those guys out um, for yeah. sure. Mississippi Nights, I mean, rest in peace. Yeah. I don't know that there's been a venue as good as that. I know the Del Mar Hall has tried to kind of – and I, I dig that place too. Yeah. But it's not quite – not quite Mississippi nights. So yeah, yeah, it might need another 20 years of some, I don't know, so yeah. <laughs> some seasoning. I'm yeah. not sure. But Mississippi nights was one of my uh, dream places to perform, and I right. got to do it. And the pageant then became the one after that, and I got to do two shows there. So, uh, you know, the yeah. next is the Fox Theater. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> so getting back into it. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, a couple more. Uh, let's go with this one. Blur. Yeah. Or the Gorillas, which I didn't know that that band morphed into them. It, right. It was you. You told me about this and I thought, wow, that's where Gorillas came from. I didn't know. Yeah. So Blur, obviously big in the UK. I mean, just um, but but didn't get a lot of play over here. You know, uh, not everybody knew them unless you were kind of into that that kind of scene. If you were if you were tracking the Stone Roses and if you were tracking um 
um, Oasis out of the UK. You know, obviously Oasis blew up really big. But if, if you were into that kind of scene coming out of Manchester, again, another big sound out of that that area the, of the world. Uh, yeah, what is it about the UK that do they just bring such I'm, a unique flavor in their own sound? It, it's happened in multiple genres. Yes, multiple generations too. And, and and Blur was one of those bands, and real intelligent, real kind of uh, has a punk type vibe to it. But you know, also you know, it was almost like a '90s version of uh, yeah, like P.I.L. or. Um, you know, just so when they be, when they broke up, they didn't last. They have a, a great song that I love. It's called Park Life and it's got a lot of speaking. Park Life. Yeah, yeah. Park Life. Great, great song. And um, in fact, one of there's a, a Norwich soccer team that has a, their coach's name Farka. He's a F-A-R-K-E, but they kind of shortened it to Fark and they they sing to him Fark Life. And it's hilarious. They just uh-huh. changed the lyrics and they create a whole song for their soccer team. Right. Uh-huh. If you ever get a chance. But okay. Gorillas is interesting to me because out of the gate, that's not what I would normally like. But little by slowly, and I like it when bands do this, they start to grow on me. Mm-hmm. And they did a band, uh, uh, did a song um, with Aries and Peter Hook from New Order, right. or called Aries with Peter Hook from New Order, that I just, it's like morph- morphing the perfect of Blur with the perfect of New Order and just going, we just had a baby and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. That's you know? cool. That's cool when folks do that sort of thing. I, I really like the gorillas for the animation factor. All this anime surrounded with them. I love that. The branding, idea. yeah. I love that branding. I yeah. mean that that kind of hooks me in right away. And I and I like I, I like the beats. I like I like the direction of the feel of of the gorillas more than blur. Yeah, personally. right on. It's multimedia almost all together. You like there's this artistry to them that's not just in the music. It, right. it, they're expressing it in this other way that kind of takes it to a new level. And I I don't know that I see anybody else I, doing it. Not really quite like that. Nope. I, Where when nothing you see I can that, think it's about. like seeing graffiti. Right. When you know the artist, you know what I mean? It, they have a thing like you see an album cover or you see that, that uh, an, like you said, an animation of that. And you know exactly who it is. That, there's some genius to that. There is. It's almost like taking that animation world from what Kiss did in the 70s where they were characters on stage all made up and you didn't know who they were. Right. Same sort of vibe. I remember seeing them and I was like, I don't know who these guys are. Right. Till you told me that. And then I was like, but I never really researched it either. But I was like, oh, so that's okay. It, it's funny. I was telling you beforehand. And, and I, uh, the difference in our age, you know, is maybe not quite 10 years, um, but it, it's almost generation. Like my friends and that, we all like Blur better. Uh, and yeah. all of our kids. Or, or even 10 years younger, like gorillas better, right, you know, right. and, and it's a what, you know, right. What, right. Sometimes it's what you heard first because you kind of you own those bands. They're yours. They're almost like your secret. And when they get out and everybody gets to hear them and enjoy them, right. there's something selfish. I know you, you, wanna, you lose. You go. Eh. Yeah, and then you almost turn your back on. Right, them. Exactly. I, I know. It. And, and, it happens I never want to do that. But there's something blur was mine. Gorillas, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, so, so I I'm guess going with blur. you're going with yeah, blur. I'm going, going with, blur. with with Godzilla's and and uh, Godzilla. Uh, sorry, that's a different. <laughs> <laughs> it's that new movie that came out. It's got me. It's got my head twisted. Uh, uh, the gorillas, I I really dig. 
And um, all right, so we ended out, <laughs> and this probably got the most response. Um, I'm glad big, you saved this big. one. I'm glad you uh, saved this one yeah. for Friday. I mean, this was this was nice for a Friday topper. Van Halen. Basically, what we're saying is David Lee Roth front, fronting Van Halen, or is it Sammy Hagar fronting Van Halen? Okay, Van Halen or Van Hagar? Yeah, right? Van Hagar. So obviously that name was thrown out there. It makes it all the sense in the world, right. but that that wasn't the band's name. No, it but didn't. that's how you differentiated them, that's right? That's how you do it. And right. and you talked about them. And and it's funny, you know, with us being from the St. Louis area, you know, Sammy's got big ties. Yeah. You know, the Red Rocker here. So I know yeah, that there's know. some fans oh, out there God. that really loved that 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 merging, especially if it meant that they could hang on to Van Halen for longer because when it broke up, that was a big, that was one of the big breakups of a band where it was, it was all kind of drama and public and it was almost like a soap opera and, and people want, didn't want to believe it. Right. I mean, nobody wanted to believe that diamond Dave and Eddie were going to, were going to actually break up. It was too good of a thing. There was nothing like it. Right. I mean, right. David Lee Ross vocals and those screams and those, and that energy. And then with the guitar playing oh, of man. Eddie and that, yeah, that came out of nowhere. Unbelievable. And they just kept getting better and better. I mean, they had a couple little slips up, but, but, I mean, as far as some direction on some of those albums, but I mean, every album had just some gems and, and some yeah. of the albums were great top to bottom. And for me, I cannot hear the strange from Panama and not roll my windows down and turn that thing up as loud yeah. as it can go. I never felt that way with Van Hagar. It, it, something changed. And I'm not saying it was it was bad. It just wasn't the same. And for me, it's almost like blur in the sense that I didn't want to move on with, with the, the new yeah. group. Uh, you know, it just didn't, it didn't seem right to me, you know, mm -hmm. but for all my friends who love Sammy and, and love Van Halen and thought, Hey, this is the best of both worlds. No pun. Yeah. Pun intended. Right. That, yeah. um, they were able to continue to go move along with them and, and, and enjoy what Sammy did bring, which was some guitar playing and some musical talent yeah. and, 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 and a whole new sound, which I actually think was good in the sense that it gave them an identity that was different. They weren't trying to just try to right. recreate what was already there. I agree. I agree with that. And, and, and I'm glad they did it. I, I mean, it was cool. There were definitely songs... Uh, Pound Cake is one that I thought was really cool. Best of Both Worlds, Summer Nights, Hot Summer Nights. What a great tune off of 5150. And, uh, um, and you know, who can forget, uh, what is it, Love Comes Walking In, you know? That was like Sammy Hagar uh, to a, I mean, just a, that strong vocal. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, but good vocals. But the thing of it is, and, and let's go with some of the comments. Uh, yeah. Chandler Evans says, I'll tell you this is the ultimate matchup. He says, in my opinion, DLR was an incredible entertainer. Sammy, the better musician. Now, that's what you're talking about. As much as I love a good show, I do appreciate their musical output and quality of craft. And not having any real bias one way or the other, I got to go with my musical preference, Van Hagar. Okay. And, and, that's, and that's pretty interesting. Tony Campanella. I have to go with the DLR era. They were fun. 
the playing and tones on those records are the best. After DLR split, Sammy started writing about love. <laughs> I don't want that emotion in my Van Halen. I want the party. Boy, there's something to be said about that, too. And, I, and someone else, I think it was Austin Sprague, said, let's be real, Sammy Hagar ha- had to sing David Lee Roth songs. David Lee Roth I've never, never had to sing a Sammy Hagar song. <laughs> yes. so. My buddy Bill Luby, go, he, he comes in with, hey, being from St. Louis, I've been a Sammy Hagar fan since 1979. He said, got turned on to Sammy's old band Montrose around the same time. He said, great stuff. He said, but for me, I have to give the nod to the original Van Halen. There's just something about it. Just something about it. Yep. And, yep. I, and I agree. And, and I, gotta, I, I really wish I could have seen... Uh, Eddie Van Halen play live. It's just another one of those things where you think maybe someday you think maybe somehow and then it just doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden you hear that news and you go, wow, well, that never got to happen. Um, That is something that I don't know that we even, you know, talked about too much with the Gone Too Soons, you know, because some of the ones we talked about were, were so long ago that maybe yeah. we would have never had a chance but i mean Wasn't even born that, right there's guys that i regret you know not seeing like prince like david bowie you know i regret not seeing um van halen yeah, obviously that, that 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 i thought that there would always be a chance you know what i mean it's like the rolling stones they just played yeah, here they just played and and right. and i heard that they were played one of their best concerts that they've ever played here yeah. and, and that's from fans of friends of mine that are fans for decades that have seen many shows and said this was one of the best they yeah. ever went to. So, you know, get out there and see these bands yeah. if you get the chance. I mean, you know, life changes, life changes on a dime. fast, and then time goes by and it just kind of slips away. But, hey, uh, you know, I am definitely going with um, Van Halen, and I even like David Lee Roth's solo stuff, and I like Sammy Hagar's solo stuff. Uh, on, on one note, though, did you ever hear the story about how they asked Sammy Hagar to join? No, I'd love to hear they, that. Uh, so, um, because you know, I remember when they played that first song, the big release that it was on the radio. I mean, everybody in high school, we were all in our cars waiting for them to play that song on Casey. Yeah. And they, it was like a big, like a world premiere you know type thing so, so yeah i'd love it, to know how that it was something out. it was something like this and i'm and i'm just paraphrasing yeah. but but you know he had the song i can't drive 55 right they had a police officer pull him over and go up to the car and sammy's all mad and upset and then he's like i need you to get out of the car and and he goes and he puts him in the car or something like that and then he he gives him a the cb radio and it's eddie I'd like to know if you'd like to join Van Halen. No way. <laughs> hey, do you, had they been talking about it, or was this just literally? No, they never. Like, they didn't they, speak. That's how they asked him to join the group. And does he, he say yes in that moment, or does he go, "I got to think about it"? You know, I don't remember <laughs> yeah, the. Yeah. I don't remember how that went down. Because I'd could have you to imagine, look it up. I mean, I mean, just think about that. So. You're, first of all, you got to jump into a band that is as iconic as they are. You, in your own right, have your own thing going, and so you, are you going to leave that identity to become? And you know that there's this history and this guy, and the first songs you're going to have to sing after you drop your own album are all the old standards. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I you're, mean. You're not getting away uh, from that. No way. And and so that takes a lot of. Um, I can't imagine it was I a yes imagine. on the spot, or if it was, did he have any second thoughts? 
did he have, you know, and I'm sure that these answers have been out there. I've just never yeah. pursued them. But it, it's fascinating to me if it was done like that. Right. Does he just what jump you, in with both feet and go, F- yeah. Oh. I, right. <laughs> I bet he was laughing. Frick, yeah. He, he was probably so glad that he wasn't getting in any trouble with the law. He's probably just laughing and. And 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 I'm still so he could have Eddie could have rolled up in a car behind him and they could have said hey let's go talk I don't know right. I'd have to look into right. it that's but a I good just, story though the, the, just just that happening is just brilliant yeah well great it, man yeah this was a good one this was a great one that's yeah. a great way to end and I think that we both agree that it's it's uh, it's the original Van Halen and so does the audience too I don't know if I said that but I mean by a a huge margin almost. Uh, you know, an extra twenty-five people picked. You can't be surprised by that. I, I, I was a little bit. Were though, you? I honestly, that man, it was I a mean, blowout. That it was, it was yeah. that much of a blowout. I, I, I just, I mean, uh, there, there's something about the magic of of the, the original I'll, that I'll, can't be recreated. Recre- this will be the last thing I'll say about what ha- what I think happened, and especially in the sound of the group, it sounded like someone kind of just put a blanket over them a little bit after. I mean, uh, it, it in technical terms, it sounded like they started to to put a gate on all the on all the. It wasn't as raw. No, yeah, it was very produced. It became very nice. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like very radio. It friendly. wasn't on the edge, man. Right. It wasn't like what is happening yeah. here, you like know? Like little guitars. I think about that song. You know that intro, and then that. I mean, to and me, that's un- like unchained. Yeah all them big guitar riffs and then everything sort of settled in and, and got real. Yeah. But, and that was cool too though. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks a lot. We definitely appreciate you turning in. Make sure that you hit like subscribe, find us on Spotify and subscribe YouTube, hit the like button, the thumbs up. Let's subscribe to that. We're trying to build it anchor. If you'd like to listen to us, um, Facebook, you know, thanks again. Tune in next time. Feel free to give us all your comments, feedback, whether you like the stuff, whether you don't. Give us a reason why. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'd like to talk about it with you. And get out to see some live music. Get to those uh, venues near you, yeah, like what? the Mississippi Nights. You know, we yeah, need no. a, we need those venues. They, they need us to survive. And these bands out there putting their, their creativity and their heart and souls on the line, you That's know, get out there way. and support them. I, I, I've been I've been actually performing uh, quite a bit here lately, and I haven't had a chance to get out and, and support my local brothers and sisters. Have you went and seen anyone? Yeah, else? you know, in the last three months, I've probably seen, uh, I, I saw Squeeze at the pageant. Nice. And I saw um, Poi Dog Pondering over at the Del Mar Hall. And that was fantastic. That was the first time I've ever seen them. I, I my wife and I were into them uh, in the late eighties and nineties, and yeah. and uh, just I didn't realize that they had a following, almost like a like a fish following. You know, much smaller, but people know every word, every song, and all these dances to the different songs, and and they have a total engagement with the with the lead singer and some of the backup singers. They got like things that they do it's almost like nice. expectations and stuff so that was kind of cool to see that's good and then locally i've seen um the john hughes experience um with those those guys that i was talking about before who all played at mississippi nights back in the day they got something they're bringing a, a full 80s montage and they knock it out of the park i mean they're covers of um let's dance uh, by david oh, bowie really? 
yeah. rock, I mean, on point. And uh, they do REM, they do uh, The Cure, they do uh, I'll Melt With You, uh, Modern English. You know, they, they take you through that whole 80s kind of John Hughes movie vibe for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Please get out there and support the local venues, local music. Hey, man, thanks again for tuning in to another edition of This Versus That. I'm Michael Leopold, and that's Bill Forness saying adios. Be safe out there, guys. This versus that. This versus that. Sit back, relax. It's a musical chat. We can all get along if we just sing this song. This versus that.